This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk with Pam Barron, a travel expert and a cruise planners franchise owner here in San Antonio. Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, first timer. Is this your first podcast you've ever done? Yes, yes. Complete first timer, video, recordings, anything like that. Wow. uh, I'm excited. Good. I like that. You're excited, not nervous. That nervousness Mm -hmm. just goes to excitement. Love it. I don't want to use that word yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Love it. All right. And I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. And I'm Heather Bame, your co-host. I'm a certified business coach who works with business owners and entrepreneurs to gain clarity on their vision and uh, prioritize their actions to achieve their goals. Uh, It's great to be here today. Yeah, Heather, great to see you again as always. The Let's Talk Business podcast now has over 17,000 subscribers on YouTube and thousands more across other social media platforms. So we're now bringing everybody together on a platform known as Patreon. Uh, We've got our own page there, and this is where... Guests of the show, fans of the show, hosts of the show, contributors, and everybody in between can come together and uh, really build community together, do do some business together, learn from each other. Um, I'm really excited about this launch. We're doing a soft launch now just to kind of work all the bugs out of it and to uh, put a lot of content up. You're not on yet, You texted me this weekend when I was with my children so yeah. i don't get anything done on well weekends. so the people who are already in it's like they're getting a ton of email because they get an email when there's mm-hmm. a new update and there's a lot like for you i uploaded i think six pieces of content over the last okay great of- so i'm gonna join after all the email right? updates. Right. After all the updates. <laughs> that's why i call it the soft launch right now right because we're just we're padding it with a lot of great content uh so it's a lot of fun putting it together so is it a video platform it, so it's an app on the phone called pa- oh. Patreon. Okay. So basically, it's like the podcast now has its own app where all the content is. Oh, got so you. Okay. There's regular show content, but then there's also stuff that's not available on social media. Oh. And then there's chat rooms where people can communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like the I do an after show. I do a weekly kind of an update on okay. uh, what's been going on kind of behind the scenes with it. <clears throat> if you're a true fan, you're on the Patreon. Gotcha. Yeah. It's true. Okay. But it's a great place to learn. Like, so one of the questions I'll ask you is a little bit about your background. Well, that'll turn into a bio clip and that'll be in a collection in the Patreon area. So, and it'll be tagged with like travel and cruising and stuff like that. So if people are interested in that, then they'll find you and then they can learn a little bit about you and get that personal touch. All right. So yeah, it's very focused. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you get access to content and chat rooms where we can all talk to each other. You get exclusive content not found anywhere else. And then you get early access to our official uh, Let's Talk Business events, such as our quarterly mixer. And then more to come as we roll out the community. So super excited about all of this. Um, If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's been around since 2013. So it's a very friendly app where people can easily access the podcast community on the phone or on our desktop uh, computer as well. So if you'd like to be a part of the Let's Talk Business podcast community, head on over to our website at satalkradio.com and click on the link to get started. All right, Pam. So um, excited to have you. I've been on cruises uh, myself. Uh, I love taking cruises. My wife really loves taking cruises. Um, Of course, we go to Galveston all the time. But before we get into all that, so tell me a little bit about your 
professional background and how you ended up in the travel industry. Sure. Um, well, uh, travel is a uh, education through life. You know, you're learning as you experience. And uh, I grew up in as an army brat. So I had the travel bug, but didn't know it and rebelled against it my entire life <laughs> because somebody else told me I had to move and travel someplace until I got to high school and traveled around Europe because we were forced to move to Germany. So that to me as a kid in the 80s was like, oh, my God. And now I'm like, yes, what a blessing that was. <laughs> so after high school, I spent 10 years in the travel industry, uh, working on cruise ships, working uh, on air, you know, with the airlines at the airports and reservations, you know, um, just frontline. And then I just transitioned into working for other travel agencies. That was big brick and mortar back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so I got all my education there. And then the way of the web started changing Different commissions started uh, eliminating and stuff. And I was a low man on the totem pole in that travel agency. So I had to shift gears. And from moving people around to where they wanted to go, I went into the logistics industry for 22 years. Burnt out corporate world. Uh, decided to start looking for something to do on my own as a, you know an owner of my own business. And I researched low-cost franchises online. I was just searching around for, you know, someplace, uh, breakfast concept. That was real big coming up, breakfast concepts back in 2010 to 15. All those breakfast places that close at noon were coming up. My husband and I, we have that background in the industry. But that still didn't give us family time we wanted. That still stressed you out because you don't know who to trust and what to do, right? So I kept scrolling and scrolling, and travel kept popping up in front of me. <laughs> and I thought, that's what I always wanted to do after high school. So what's this about? I researched different ones for about six months, came up with cruise planners. I love their franchise model. I love their support team. Um, and it's what I love to do. So what better way to start it without having to spend a lot of money and work towards something that I want to do for the rest of my life. I love it. I want to talk more about travel later, but I think it's interesting when you were like, I want to be my own boss. I want to start my own business. I know a lot of people get stuck in the like, what do I do phase? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I know? What am I going to, what's my big idea? And you kind of went the other way. You went shopping. So what did that look like? Did you already know you could shop for franchises or were you told about that? How did that process no. <laughs> of looking for franchises go no I was um actually in a sales position and I was networking with mm. that sales position and I I sold logistics to all kinds of commodities and industries right and so um I just decided that I wanted to get back into travel because it has always been there and it's always been back there and I didn't go looking for it but it found me mm -hmm. and then I was drawn back into it and so that's kind of how I when I was searching and I was seeing all the price points for brick and mortar I mm -hmm. was like I don't want to go into debt this late I don't want to try to finance something this late I don't want to bet on the successes of something this late um, I want to do something I'm comfortable with and that I already have knowledge of. And that's why I went to the travel way. Because there's a lot of home-based 
travel agencies like cruise mm-hmm. planners. Um, but uh, I did look at a array of different things. But when I went shopping, I noticed that the budget was more catching my eye mm-hmm. and my and my return. How fast can I get that return? Well, yeah. why a franchise? Why not just start it yourself? Well, I've got to go and apply for licensing and everything. This was set up for me, and I was already working another job. I didn't have time because I didn't feel secure to leave my other job. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I could build outside of working an hourly job, and I could do on my own, and I didn't have to invest a lot into it. So that's why I went in that direction instead of I got to get this for my social and this for my SEO person. And, you know, I got to set this up and I got to get this out of number. And and the name of recognition out there in order for me to get clients had already been there for 20 years, you know. And so the name was already out there. Everybody knew about it already. Do you feel like it was a good investment? I mean, it's worth the money. Oh, for for sure. For sure. The investment in this uh, was paid back in a year. Everything else I do is for marketing and for income and uh, growth. So Um, they continue to get a piece of your business as you're moving along as like a royalty fee or whatever? No. So, see, Cruise Planners has a percent that they will uh, take from a commission. I don't get paid until after travel. They don't get a check from any vendors until after travel. So it does go to them. And uh, my fees are extremely low compared to what you see out there with big brand, right? So the percentage that you pay within this franchise is nothing where it's breaking my bank. And how's the support? The support is phenomenal. I mean, I I have a business coach within Cruise Planners. I have a business coach outside of Cruise Planners. (laughs) But my business coach in Cruise Planners is free. And they're mm-hmm. there to help me guide and um, answer my questions and, you know, let me know if I'm going in the right direction and new technology that's coming out for us to use, different things like that. Um, every Thursday, they do a, a meeting, a Zoom meeting online. You can join if you'd like to, to get the updated information that's what come out that week if you have any questions. And all of us franchise owners are on that call Discussing our, our concerns and our business with each other and learning about new ideas. See, I love that. And I feel like that's the spirit of how franchises are supposed to work. Now, you don't always hear that, but it is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. They pour into you like you pour into them. Was there any unexpected challenges that you weren't anticipating going into a franchise? Because I feel like some people purchase into a franchise and it, you know, to an extent is plug and play, but the effort is required on the part of the franchisee. Any business you have, an effort's got to be required. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you've purchased into. Um, you know, if you buy a franchise for $300,000 versus a franchise that is $6,000, um, the concepts are way different. The need for your drive is way mm-hmm. different. So to me... I didn't feel like um, it was a franchise that was going to, like, if I decided in five years it wasn't going to happen, I already made that money back, you know. And that's what I was looking at because so I had a, a kid in school. I knew he's going to go off to college. I knew I wasn't happy in my current position. And who's going to change it but me? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a challenge, but it was a reasonable 
cost challenge. And if I didn't put my work into networking, like the BNIs and the chambers and just the um, family networking, family is not my business. Family members are probably, for me, 20% of my business. And that is amazing. And you know why some of that family is my business is because they also give me the referrals of their friends. Mm-hmm. And then those people have referred me to their friends. And so the franchise says, okay, you know, you're a startup, you're a business. We're going to give you 250 contacts right off the bat just for free, whatever. And they're going to go into your database. And I don't know who that 250 is. No connections. <laughs> no business. But the mentality of somebody starting out a business with 250 client possibilities is, is nice to know. Yeah. There's people out there that I can get fed into. So at this point in my career with, with cruise planners, they're now sending me leads for people who go on to the main page and are looking for travel agents. So I got a lead in Comfort. I got a lead from somebody in the Dominion. I got a lead over in Cibolo. Um, my zip codes don't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. That was an, a big attraction to me. I didn't just have to work out of San Antonio. I could work anywhere. So it's cruise planners. Are you guys skewed mostly toward cruises or do you do all the travel? So we're a full service travel agency now. The reason we're called cruise planners is because Michelle Fee, when she started the business, um, she got in and she started at home when the airlines were cutting commissions. So she just started selling with cruises. So she was called a cruise planner. So mm-hmm. that's what she opened her franchise as after she grew. She's 30 years this year uh, as cruise planners and over 3,000 cruise planners franchise owners across the United States. So what's the difference of booking with you guys versus just going on the cruise website and booking yourself? Um well, we have uh, groups. If you're interested in cruises or tours, um, uh, stuff like that, we have groups that if you're not traveling with a group, you can, we can book you into our group and you can get the benefits, the extra perks, uh, maybe the discounts or the onboard credits or specialty dining, whatever you want on your travel. Um, and then another thing is I, um, we have a great technology group. And they've created a platform where we'll get notified about that particular booking if the next sale next month is better Mm -hmm. for your cabin. You don't have to be the one worrying about checking back, checking back. Because there are people that are obsessed to go check back. My security to them is, hey, don't worry about it. If it happens, I have a trigger method. It's going to come back to me. It's going to say, hey, and I just got one today. You know, hey. Move this person into this group and you can get them this, you know. And so if it makes sense, I look at the overall cost of it, the benefits to it. If they're going to lose something that was worth more than what they're saving, then maybe I don't change it. But if it if it's worth it, then, you know, I say, hey, I got, you know, $100 off your cabin because of the new promotion. And you didn't lose your $50 on board credit. Hmm. But then again, I have an aqua suite on Royal Caribbean that they pay $25,000 for. And um, by the time they cruise this Christmas, they're paying $17,000. Wow. So those are things they've gotten two reduced rates from the time they booked with me this summer to Christmas that they didn't have to worry about. 
Now, that's money out of my pocket, but that's future business for me. As a owner, um, I do the right thing by my customer because if you don't, you're going to lose a customer, you're going to lose your referrals, and it's just good business and a good way to operate. Now, something you said to, to Kian as he walked out of here was if he wants to go on a cruise next year, he's already a little too late. What does that mean? How far in advance do you need well, to book? Um, I, we are already open in 2025. Wow. Okay. Cruises are already open uh, for spring of 2025. Um, Mediterranean is open for 2025. Those are super hot. And I say for next year because next year, if you want and you know what you want and you know the kind of cabin that you want, don't wait to get it because it may not be there. Because if you're not flexible on your dates and your times to find really what you're wanting, then you're sometimes you're too late. Hmm. Um, and then you're like, oh, I really should have did this. Now you're on a standby or you're on a, you know, maybe you'll get that upgrade offer if something comes open, you know. But I was just kind of messing with him too. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, get pressure, urgency. pressure, you better get going. <laughs> um, Good sales no. tactic. But, but it is it is true. Um, people are booking earlier, but there are tons of people booking at the last minute. And those last minute triggers out there that you see is just a bait to get you to see, if you go to the cruise line port and you try to walk up there, where are you going to go? It's not a ticket counter at the airline. It's not a ticket counter at the airline. You're not going to walk up there anymore if you did before and just say, hey, do you have an extra cabin and want to get on and get what you want? Mm -hmm. um, it just, that, that happened to people before and they are people who are extremely flexible and don't really care what they end up with but if you are that person that cares about what you end up with you need a plan you need a plan yeah definitely i know my wife's a planner mm -hmm. <laughs> she's mm -hmm. the one that's always checking the rates to see when they yeah they drop exactly off. exactly but so when it comes to uh like our audience <laughs> is a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs so uh, the what are the advantages of using a travel agent when it comes to business travel Right. Um, uh, so the type of business travel that I prefer to focus on is the ones that you want to reward your your partners and your employees for um, attendance, for being with you for 20 years, for, you know, stuff like that. Your president's club uh, trips that you want to take everybody on and stuff like that. Um, I am, in a sense, an event coordinator for that. Mm -hmm. I have a team that I can... Um, call upon, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are somebody that sits in an office with me or anything, but when I say I have a team, I have vendors that are partners with us, and that's because of the cruise planner's name. And they, uh, like wedding destinations and President's Club's trips, group travel in a corporate world is uh, essential and getting your space and getting your activities and, you know, motivating and stuff like that. I can provide all of that to a corporate entity that wants to have that one point of connection, doesn't want to work directly with that hotel because now everybody has to fly there too, you know, mm -hmm. and then they're having to, to book all their flights and then they're having to, oh, their wife's going and their kids are going, you know, so you need to go ahead and talk to them and the wife's paid for and the husband's paid for, but they want to bring their kids too. They're not paid for. 
And and that's where a travel agent can come and help that particular company separate that and keep it apart, but yet keep it all in, in one group. The other thing I have is a shared page. So you can offer your uh, employees uh, exclusive benefits with my agency. So if you are interested in something like that, we have a shared web page that I can create. Um, and they can go and click onto that page, and it'll be all of our exclusives that they can go ahead and book uh, free services through me online. And I can help them plan their vacation or their individual travel. So it's uh, an outlet, their, their tour. You know, they want to go snorkeling or something like that. Um, they can go ahead and get a shared page with me too. And we can talk about how the benefits you can offer your employees are exclusive travel benefits by using my agency. So when it comes to planning all of this, because I know like I'm the planner in my family, in my friend group, and I know that planning group travel is like herding cats. Do you find yourself working in that area a lot? Is most of your time spent facilitating all of this travel or is it spent finding new clients to travel? Um, it's finding people like you. Right. <laughs> uh, people like you that just said, I'm usually the one that facilitates mm -hmm. the group activity, whatever that may be. And I am currently doing that now um, with like three different people. They're the lead. And then I talk to them about, hey, the group wants to do this, but we haven't decided on our dates. We're kind of torn between this and this. And so I'm able to send that to you for you to share with those people, and then you say, when we decide on this, we're all going to contact Pam individually, and Pam's going to be the lead for that group. And I'm going to have maybe a lead sheet on the webpage you can share if it's a really big group. Um, uh, you know, maybe it's a reunion, a class reunion, um, you know, stuff like that. There's a area on my page where I can create a link for you to go and put your information and shoot mm -hmm. me over an email and say, hey, I'm interested, you know, Heather's family vacation. That may be what it's called, you know, whatever it's called. And it'll send me an email back. And like right now I have a wedding destination. They just sent out their invitations. So uh, they send the link out. They send the QR code out in their invitations. And I, I think since last Thursday, everybody got their invitations last week. Last Thursday, I started getting emails from people. And I started booking their rooms. So... She facilitated the invitation, sent it out to everybody mm -hmm. to call me and be that one point of contact. It's kind of nice, right? It kind of takes it. Oh, my gosh. I had a destination weight. wedding. I, where were you in 2017? You do something called the sail away run. What is that? Um, so being a small business owner and wanting to grow my business back um, from 2020, You've got to come up with whatever you can to get people in. And my goal is luxury vacations, group travel, and like small family unit groups. You know, like Heather and her grandparents and her sisters and her brothers are all going to go together, you know. So Sail Away Run is something that I created because I have a lot of customers who love to run 5Ks. Um, and Rock and Roll Marathon just happened, right? Mm -hmm. Um and I have tons of friends who love to run. And I used to run 
uh, way back when. My mom used to run marathons and 5Ks all the time. And um, one of my clients told me it would be so cool to do a run, you know, like a, a marathon or something, you know, someplace else. And I got to thinking, well, if I did something like that, would you go? <laughs> She's like, I'd be right there. And I was like, okay, so it's interesting for people to vacation and still train mm -hmm. because that's what a 5k is to people is a, is a training usually for a marathon or something. So, um, I started coming up with a concept of running on a massive ship, which is two and a half laps on their track is one mile. So you're not on a smaller ship where you got to run like four laps to be one mile. Mm -hmm. Um, on the larger ship of the harmony of the seas out of Galveston, I'm doing my first ever sail away run. We're going to do a whole event from Monday through Friday. It's a seven-day cruise, su Sunday to uh, Sunday. And the challenge will be two 5Ks while you're on board because you'll have three days at sea. You normally wake up and do a run. So that's probably when it will mostly happen. And a timer will be there to track their time. And then we'll do one um, run at port, a 5K short run, and Cozumel. Um, so my goal is to do different runs like this at sea and at land at different destinations, um, going twice a year for the sake of meeting new people and getting a niche in something. People do gr dance groups, they do quilting groups, they do all kinds of groups. And there's nothing I saw that remotely resembles what I'm trying to do in gathering more people that want to travel um, and and train. So it's February 9th, 2025, um, and it'll be an opening ceremony where uh, any sponsors will be able to introduce themselves for a short moment. We'll have a social hour. Um, they'll know what's happening on board as a group, and then uh, they can run at their specific time, whatever they want to, on board, and then we'll have the designated time in Cozumel. And then the last night of the cruise, we'll have like a going away celebration where um, everybody will have their medals uh, at the end of the run and uh, we'll have sponsors present again and display, you know, it could be a nationwide sponsor. It doesn't have to be a local San Antonio sponsor. Um, so, yeah. See, you got out of logistics, but all of this, like my project management background is going, what a logistical nightmare. So like, I am impressed because <laughs> not only are you coordinating like three different 5Ks, but there's one in international and just trying to arrange all of that is a massive level of event coordination and sponsors and just, just coordinating in general. So I think that speaks highly well, your how has it been going with all of that? Um, it was a struggle when I first started uh, because I knew what I wanted my metal to look like. Okay. And when you have something in your mind that you want it to be presented this way, you got to find somebody that can do it. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, um, after going around and looking and talking to several local people, I ended up going back to my franchise. Because, again, we have an amazing support system. And they created the logo that I asked for, almost to a T. You know, they uh, they heard me, they listened to me, and I said, I want this, I want this, I want it all together, you know. Um, and, they, and they made it happen for me. And so 
the the franchise also allows me to have a business development manager with that cruise line oh. that in in my world is a huge support system and she will promote this with me and Royal Caribbean will be a good partner without being a direct sponsor mm. um, and so their groups department is creating a special shore excursion for the run. So these are connections I have that cruise planners want you to think outside the box. Yeah. You know, and they're there to help you think outside the box and get what you want done. And so that's part of our, um, our like, our social, our advertising, our business development. Um, when I throw all this at them, they're like, Bring it on. Let's let's get this going, you know, because, sure, the name is out there. My name is still on there, but it's called the Sail Away Run, and it's a different, it's it's a run. It's not cruise planners. Mm-hmm. It's your own so thing. So it's Personal my own branding, thing. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I'm looking for runners and sponsors. Right? Now, how many people do you have signed up? Do you know off the top of your um, head? No, I don't. Um, the bookings have just started driving in in the inquiries. Okay. So I've been um, kind of like promoting really only the past two months on social media. Um, I've hit the biggest, um, uh, I guess, networking online that I've ever had with my um, thank you, Chat GPT. I've been playing with that so much, um, you know, and it really uh, drew in a whole bunch more people than I anticipated. So I just keep reposting it, and so I've got quite a few thousand that have seen it, and now it's about getting the action and getting it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how many sponsors do you need? Um, I'm not putting a limit on it. Um, I would like to have at least six. Um, uh, right now I've got two. Uh, so, I mean, the shirts and the swag and all of that that you normally would get at a run, you're going to get with my sponsorships, um, as well as, um, not only that, but you're going to either get a run included in on it, or you're going to get a cabin included in on it. It just depends on what sponsor level. I have three different sponsor levels. Okay. And are you promoting it in, like, uh, runner groups and stuff like that on Facebook? Um, I have just recently found a few. (laughs) Um, So you got to find the one that will allow you to promote that type of thing on their page. So I'm looking for people to share my information on those Mm. pages because then I'm not violating anything. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They're just sharing the opportunity. Yeah, there's a sharing opportunity. And I, I, um, you know, have shares a lot of different places. So I call, I reach out to particular customers. I'm like, hey, I posted this, you know. And so they're very uh, gracious to share that information. Are you partnering with a nonprofit on this at all? No, I have not. Might be something to think about because nonprofits will have connections as well. Um, in enrolling them into, you know, part of what you're doing, advocating, as long as it makes sense. Right, right. Right. Yeah. That might be something worth looking at. Because yeah. you're looking to get into more circles of people and nonprofits are usually surrounded by people that are into sponsoring things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So might just be a little piece of advice there. All yeah. right. Um, we're going to get into the after show here in a minute um, for the Patreon community. But if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that, Pam? Uh, they can go to pamsworldtravel.com 
uh, that will uh, allow you to send me an email. It'll have my phone number. Um, I do text at 210-865-9299. I will reply and schedule appointments for people. All right. Love Love it. it. Well, thank you, Pam. We appreciate you coming in. Thank you. All right. As we wrap up this main show here, a quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch a video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com, where you can also become a part of the Patreon community and engage and get to know these folks that are coming on the show and the fans of the show much better. That's going to be it for this one. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.